the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get it on. It's 11.06, and we are back for the second hour of the restaurant show. Although I talked very little about food, dining, restaurants in the first hour, I was sharing with you my enjoyment this week. And I might have seen an episode or two before the show's last weekend, but... My enjoyment of the television show, 1883. Gave you a little history of the uh, Lewis and Clark expedition, um, championed by President Thomas Jefferson, how it morphed into the Oregon Trail, some of the other trails that took people west, and watched a bunch of it in the TV show, 1883. If you have any thoughts, I'd love to hear from you. All right, boy, this is embarrassing for our sport. That is what the women's basketball coach said. She is the Duke women's basketball coach. Um, The coach of the Duke University women's basketball team expressed her disdain for how an alleged ball mix-up was handled after a Thursday game. Coach Carol Lawson ended her news conference after Duke's win against the University of Pittsburgh by calling out her issues during the previous game against Florida State. According to Lawson, the Blue Devils and Seminoles spent the first half of Sunday's game playing with a men's basketball. Duke went on to lose the matchup by 13 points, 70 to 57. This would never happen in a men's game. This would just never happen, she said at the post-game conference. It's embarrassing for her sport, our sport. Lawson said her players complained about the ball, making seven shots of 34 attempts, seven of 34. In the first 20 minutes of the game, that would be the first half. Their opponents made 10 of their 30 shots in the first half. Basketballs used by men in the NBA and at the college level have a circumference of 29 and a half inches, while balls used by the WNBA, that would be the women's NBA, and women's college teams, not 29 and a half, but 28 and a half inches, according to digital sports publication Stack.com. Lawson and her team alleged the correct balls were swapped in after Duke assistant coach Winston Gady alerted officials at halftime. To have a game like that at the end of the season could be the difference between a seed, uh, between a title. My players don't deserve that and neither do their players. All right, she said in the news conference, uh, despite the outrage, the Atlantic Coast Conference and Florida State officials concluded that the ball used during the first half of Sunday's game, which was played in Florida, wasn't a men's basketball, that that's what they contend. But Lawson contends that it was. Let's give them credit. They beat us, but uh, this should just not happen in our game, to which I would say, I'm just glad 
that if they were playing with a men's basketball, a men's ball, thank goodness the headline didn't read that they were playing with men's balls. Thank you very much. Okay, we got to take a break. 303-696-1971. We're going to talk Indian food when we come back on The Wrestling Show. All right, moving on with the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. If you check out my website early, often, it is MikeBoyle.com. That's M-I-K-E-B-O-Y-L-E.com. You will note that I add periodically lunch bunches, supper clubs, meal deals. And we've got one coming up Sunday, March 5th, at my next guest restaurant. His name is Bebe Kumar, and he's the owner and operator of Curry Kitchen. Uh, you might recall we've been there over off Alameda on the west side of town, over near the 470, over near Bandemir. Well, he took over a restaurant at 7605 West 44th Ave, just a little bit west of Wadsworth, and it is the Curry Kingdom. I have been up there. The place looks absolutely fabulous. It's beautiful. They got the liquor license all organized, and they do a lunch buffet and on Sunday May 5th they are going to open up and set up that buffet especially for listeners of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show I will broadcast from 10 o'clock until noon the buffet will go from 11 o'clock until 1 o'clock then details are on my website at mikeboyle.com Bebek welcome to the show thanks for joining me and congratulations on getting the Curry Kingdom going Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. So tell the listeners a little bit about it. So obviously after a good success in Curry Kitchen, our partners and myself, you know, planned to open up another location, which was sitting, you know, by 44th and Wattswood, which was not a, um, not in a good condition. So we took over it and tried to run it as an Indian restaurant where, Hopefully, we'll be getting a good followers um, coming out for uh, lunch buffet uh, and uh, some other Indian uh, food, you know. Well, and the place looks absolutely terrific. Talk a little bit about some of the cuisine that is being offered. Will I be able to get my butter chicken? Will I be able to get my chicken tikka masala, tandoori chicken, the sog paneer, the pagora? Will I be able to get some lentils and some wonderful naan bread? What will we be offering on Sunday, March 5th? So on the buffet, I can list out the items, basically, what we'll be offering on those uh, on that day. Uh, we'll have some, as an appetizer, we'll have some vegetable samosa. We'll have some mixed pakora, you know, which includes some kind of veggies, cauliflower, zucchini, jalapenos for the spicy folks. Uh, also some vegan items, almost over eight different vegan items, which will include lentils, uh, dal turka, um, some uh, vegetable korma, some tofu masala. Uh, we'll have some... Uh, <coughs> Sorry, green mince fry. We'll have some potatoes uh, with cumin and spices and some veggie noodles on the vegan side, where opposed to uh, on the meat side, we do have our famous chicken tikka masala. We'll have some uh, lamb curry. I'll put it out there. Uh, we'll have uh, chicken tandoori. We'll have uh, uh, some uh, uh, desserts as well, like rice pudding, carrot pudding, and then a gulab jamun, 
couple more items on the Did we lose Bebek? Um, and then here we go. One more item is chicken biryani. You know, it's a, it's a saffron spiced rice with uh, chicken, uh, which would be offering in the buffet. So that's that's quite a bit items according to uh, you know me and a little bit flavor for all all the folks you know generalizing everybody and obviously the non bread will come to the table as they get in the restaurant. Folks, it's an extensive menu. Um, for those of you that may not be aware, prices have gone up slightly on just about everything that we consume in our daily lives. And uh, we've worked out of what I think is going to be a wonderful, wonderful deal for this all-you-can-eat buffet on Sunday, March 5th at the Curry Kingdom. It is 7605 West 44th, just west of Wadsworth. The official town is Wheat Ridge, uh, Lakewood, Arvada, Westminster, Northwest Denver, you're all close, so hopefully uh, we'll be able to get a nice crowd from there. Hopefully we'll be able to draw some of you folks that say, Mike, you just don't come north enough. Um, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to being up there. Bebek, uh, you also have a liquor license. Uh, will I be able to enjoy with my buffet on Sunday, March 5th, a nice Indian beer, maybe Taj Mahal, maybe Kingfisher, maybe something like that? Uh, yes, definitely. And on top of addition to Indian beers, we'll have lovely cocktails. We'll have, uh, you know, Pagosa Spring, where is Riffraff Brewing Company. We'll have four barrels of, uh, you know, beer on tap, you know, whereas IPA is Cardiciel, and uh, uh, one more is called Honey Blonde. So uh, on, on top of the bottled, uh, all those Indian beers, we'll have the tap beers. Local people like local, so that's why we got into it, you know. I uh, also am looking forward to this restaurant, folks. has a wonderful um, south-facing patio. And um, <coughs> that... <coughs> Pardon me. means it gets an awful lot of sun, and uh, I'm looking forward to, during the summer, heading on up to the Curry Kingdom and having a nice meal from the buffet for lunch, and then going ahead and sitting on the patio. Um, his name is Bebek. He also owns the Curry Kitchen over on the west side of town, just off of Alameda Parkway, almost to 470, and now they have the Curry Kingdom, 7605 West 44. Fourth Avenue in Wheat Ridge, and uh, I think we should all look forward to being there on Sunday, March 5th. It's on my website at mikeboyle.com. Hey, Bebek, thanks an awful lot for joining me. Thanks for prefacing a little bit about what's going on. Obviously, they serve dinner as well. What is the website? Uh, the website is simple as it is, currykingdomco.com. You know, Curry Kingdom, Colorado is small letter. So co.com, you know, and thanks for having me, Mike, uh, on your radio show. I really appreciate it. Well, and we're looking forward to seeing you on March 5th. So he does a wonderful job. The food is spectacular. I will see you on March 5th at Curry Kingdom. We're going to take a break on the restaurant show. All right, 24 minutes after 11, talking about white lightning. White lightning is probably not going to uh, make a major impact on the restaurant scene in 2023. But 
it is being reported that tequila could soon outsell vodka in the United States, maybe as soon as this month. It was the fastest growing category in 2021, right behind, and I think you might find this interesting, the fastest growing category. Sometimes it depends on how you measure this. If you measure it as a percentage of growth, you start with a small base, you have a little bit of growth, you get a higher percentage, as you know, because you studied statistics when you were younger. Right behind, the second fastest growing category was tequila behind RTDs, ready-to-drink cocktails. And, of course, we've got a sponsor here with us, Coyote Gold Margaritas, which is selling like crazy. They actually started about 10 years ago and limped along, limped along five years ago, still limping along. And all of a sudden, people found out that they could get a good margarita in a can or a good gin and tonic or whatever, and you didn't have to have a whole bottle of tequila, you didn't have to have a whole bottle of gin, a whole bottle of tonic. So the RTDs are really, really growing as just just growing like crazy. Low tech, when you talk about trends for 2023, well, you won't see this everywhere there will likely be a smaller persistent backlash against the wave of digital technology innovation. Restaurants like mom-and-pop diners, for example, that refuse to get rid of their paper menus and have servers take orders with a pencil behind the ear will become more of a throwback novelty that could see a resurgence in the next year and beyond. I don't know about you. Every indication I get is that people are way, way, way over this idea of QR barcodes um, for menus. They just, they just don't find that to be very appealing. Um, 71% of purchase influence for diners comes from print and digital media. And, of course, the Mike Boyle restaurant show. But uh, you're going to start seeing more and more of these apps. More and more restaurants have apps that have offers. I know that there are people listening right now that have apps for primarily fast food restaurants, Subway, McDonald's, and on one day of the week, you get an offer. On another day of the week, it's a buy one, get one. On another day of the week, it may be a free something. But anyway, we're going to see an awful lot of those. Um, I've even reported yesterday that Subway at the University of California, San Diego, they now have a vending machine for Subway sandwiches um, that you walk up and you interact with and it will make your sandwich and disperse your sandwich right there at the San Diego University. All right? All right, let's do this. I've got a couple more trends, but we don't like to keep our callers waiting. Let's go to Fred in Longmont. Fred, welcome to the show. What's going on with you? Good morning, Mike. How are you today? I'm having a wonderful day. Don't screw it up, okay? Well, I'm going to try to make it even better if I could. a <clears throat> boy. I'm What's the guy that called or sent you the book or gave you the book, Cattle Kingdom and Savvy Sayings. 
Okay, so you heard me talking about it. Yes, I did. But I was listening to you talking about the weather in January and February. Let me give you a saying that I have lived by for a long time. I got from an old cowboy. Okay. It's called, every day is a good day, and if you don't believe it, try skipping one. Yeah, all right. I like that. I like that. Have, that makes every you, day worth being alive. Have you watched? Um, if you if you if you spout cowboy philosophy, and if you read books like Cattle Kingdom, uh, history of the cattle movement in the West, uh, have you watched either the English or 1883 or 1923 or Yellowstone? No, uh, Mike, I I generally don't get into that stuff because I don't have a cell phone or any of that stuff. I'm calling you on a traditional old landline. Well, yeah, but but, but I'm talking about television shows. Well, I know, but I'll tell you what, I'm kind of an old Luddite. The only Westerns I really enjoy the most are Gunsmoke, Rawhide, and Wagon Train. So that tells you how old I am. (laughs) The good guy on a white horse, the bad guy on a black horse. We like it. Someone good. You know, you were talking about movies, but I'd like to also offer you three books that relate to the West that I think one would relate to your Oregon Trail. And then two other books. Nobody ever seems to talk about the Indian side of what happened in the West. And I've got two books I think are marvelous that I don't know if your listeners would be interested in or not. One of them is uh, Harvest of the Killer Moon, right? Nope. It's what called, it? the first one, and this is called Dreams of El Dorado, and it's called The History of the American West, and it's by an author by the name of H.W. Brands, and I've read a couple of his other books. He wrote one on Ulysses S. Grant and a couple of others, and then two books about Indians from the Indian perspective. One's called The Heart of Everything That Is, The Untold Story of Red Cloud and American Legend, and the one I'm just finishing up, and this is about the Comanches in the uh, Texas, Oklahoma, New Mexico kind of area. It's called Empire of the Summer Moon, and it's about the Comanches. And it really, uh, that's a part of the, of the country, was really the last settled areas in this country. The East Coast got settled earlier, the West Coast a little later, but the middle part of the country, from Montana to Texas, was the least part or the last part settled. So, you know, again, if you're interested in Western history, these are, I think, three very good books. What's, what was the last one? I, didn't, I was okay. looking something up, and I didn't get a chance to write it down. Okay, it's called Empire of the Summer Moon. The author is S.C. Gwynne, spelled G-W-Y-N-N-E, and it was considered a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize. Empire of the Summer Moon. Okay. All right, and I'm going to give you one. Okay. Um, Killers, I had heard of it. Killers of the Flower Moon. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Yes. It's by by a guy named, um, let me, uh, hold on a second here. Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, It was written by a guy, actually there's there's a movie out about it as well. But it um, was written by a guy named David, let me find his name here, uh, David Grann, G-R-A-N-N. 
Okay. And it is the story of the um, Indians in Oklahoma, how they had been exploited, and they were exploited. I, I don't feel... I don't feel any inclination not to say that. By the whites down there, they were pushed to reservations. Uh, Of course, Trail of Tears, all of that type of stuff. But after they were pushed to reservations and oil was found on the reservations, um, the federal government, um, you know, what did Ronald Reagan say? The scariest words you can hear in your life are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. Um, the, The government showed up and put in all of this bureaucracy. And, you know, there's stories about the Indians, how they would have a buy a brand-new Cadillac, and they when it ran out of gas, they'd just go buy a new one. Um, but the exploitation of the Osage Indians in Oklahoma is the story. And it actually involves a lot of the founding of the FBI um, and some of their some of their shenanigans. David Grand, um, let me see, nonfiction book by American journalist, released in 2017, blah, blah, Killers of the Harvest Moon, nonfiction, 352 pages, synopsis. The book investigates a series of murders of wealthy Osage people that took place in Osage County, Oklahoma, in the early 1920s after big... (coughs) Hold on. Sorry, had to sneeze. After big oil deposits were discovered beneath their land, after the Osage were awarded rights and courts to the profits made from the oil deposits found on their land, the Osage people prepared to receive the wealth to which they are legally entitled from sales of the oil deposits. However... The Osage viewed as a middleman in a complex plot is hatched to eliminate the Osage inheritors on a one-by-one basis by any means possible. Uh, officially, the count of full-blooded wealthy Osage victims reaches at least 20, but Grant suspects that hundreds more may have been killed because of their ties to oil. The book details newly formed FBI investigations of the murders, as well as the eventual trial of cattleman William Hale is the mastermind behind the plot. And we've got to take a break, but hang with me if you want, Fred, or if not, I'll tell you a couple other things about David Grand when we come back on The Restaurant Show. All right, it is 1139, and um, I was going to get back to restaurant trends, but uh, I wanted to let Fred and other people know The Killers of the Flower Moon by David Grant, G-R-A-N-N. It was a fabulous book, and he is a nonfiction writer. Uh, But the book is being adapted into a film directed by Martin Scorsese and starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, Lily Gladstone, blah, blah. Uh, It's going to come out on in both Paramount Pictures and Apple TV Plus in 2023. I think it will probably be very, very well done. Um, Also, David Gran, I was introduced to him by somebody that turned me on to a book called um, The Lost City of Z. And The Lost City of Z is the story of the expeditions into the um, Amazon by the British. 
Um, let me see if I can find. Let me see if I can find um, the greatest exploration mystery of the 20th century: the story of the legend, legendary British explorer who ventured into the Amazon in search of a fabled civilization and never returned. Okay, after stumbling upon a hidden trove of diaries, acclaimed writer David Grant set out to determine what happened to British explorer Percy Fawcett and his quest for the lost city of Z. For centuries, Europeans believed the Amazon, the world's largest rainforest. And if you've never been there, my daughter and I were there. It's, it's unbelievable. They have got stuff down there that will freak you out. Concealed, um, Europeans believe the Amazon concealed the glittering kingdom of El Dorado which would be the goal. Thousands have died looking for it, leaving many scientists convinced that the Amazon was truly um, just difficult for mankind, humankind. In 1925, Fawcett ventured into the Amazon to find an ancient civilization, hoping to make one of the most important discoveries in history. And Fawcett was a well-known, very famous British explorer. Then he vanished. Over the years, countless uh, countless, over the years, countless perished trying to find evidence of his party and the place he called the Lost City of Z. In the masterpiece, journalist David Grant interweaves the spellbinding stories of Fawcett's quest for Z and his own journey into the deadly jungle. Um, and they've got they've got stuff down there, folks, that will freak you out. I remember when we were down, um, for example. We were out hiking one day, and um, we came upon a, I don't even know what you call, a, a herd of ants or whatever. And the guide said, do not let one of those bite you. And I'm talking about, I'm holding my fingers apart, maybe even close to three quarters of an inch or an inch an ant. And he said, if it bites you, it will just shut down your nervous system. Uh, probably won't kill you, but you would just become immobilized. Um, and obviously then what they do is they swarm onto whatever their prey happens to be. You will see trees that have spikes growing out of them that are four, five, six inches long. And the reason the trees grow those in the Amazon, it is a self-defense mechanism because the jungle is so dense that other vines and trees will try to wrap themselves around other vines and trees and will just choke them out. So they developed this defense mechanism of these spikes that grow out of the trees. David Grant has one other book that I think that you might enjoy called The Wager, W-A-G-E-R. And this is actually, and he's a nonfiction writer. He writes true stuff. This is a story about a book in uh, January of 1742, um, washed up on the coast of Brazil, and it was a, um, it was a, a, a British vessel that had left England looking for gold, and uh, so what they found is 
They, you know, there was a mutiny and so forth. But he does a lot of research on these books. And if you're a history buff at all, just like Fred talking about the Cattle Kingdom, me telling you about Killers of the Flower Moon, him telling you about Empire of the Summer Moon by G.W. Gwen, um, Dreams of El Dorado by H.W. Brand. I personally am a believer that if you don't learn from history, you are condemned to relive it. Um, all right, so let me get back. If you want to give me a call, 303-696-1971. Uh, we had a couple callers drop off during that. Uh, outdoor dining in 2023 was a critical to restaurants post-pandemic. Cities across the country created outdoor dining zones and parking lots and otherwise unused space to survive the pandemic. I will tell you that if a restaurant created an outdoor dining area that was nice and was not an eyesore, I'm all for it. Let me give you an example. Sherpa's Adventure Restaurant and Bar up in Boulder. He spent a tremendous amount of money. Now, he didn't go out on the sidewalk. He didn't go out in the parking lot. He took part of his property and created a wonderful, wonderful uh, covered indoor patio-type arrangement. Um, Other places you know have just gone out onto the sidewalk and put a table out there and while it's inexpensive and it may be expeditious, it just kind of gives the look of sloppiness, if you want my own personal opinion. All right, 303-696-1971. But many local uh, localities made the new spaces legal, along with cocktails to go. And it looks like restaurants are even happier with this, designing elaborate outdoor spaces beyond just heaters, tables, and chairs. And if that is what they are doing, I am all for it. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to uh, Tony in, wait, am I on the right? Yeah, Tony in Denver. Tony, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike, how you been? I'm having a great day. I've been fine. How are you, sir? I'm good, and I'll try not to ruin your day. Um, that a boy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all the way back to the beginning of your show. You mentioned most people worry uh, about you know the the price of eggs more than the national debt, right? Or the uh, that is my that that is my contention. I don't have any. Um, my empirical research would be talking to a number of business people, but that certainly is not scientific, and it's certainly not a broad-based uh, survey. Oh, I agree with you personally. Uh, what's more important to me than uh, the debt limit is that tomorrow morning, when I turn the key in my car, that it starts. Yeah, uh, that's exactly right. And and it and you can say it's the me generation, the self-serving generation. You can say anything, but it's a lot more important for Tony tomorrow to have his car start so he can get to work. So that he, I used to love it when an employee would call me and say, "I can't come to work today. I got a flat tire." Well, what you ought to do is you ought to a change the tire, put on a spare, call and tell me you're going to be a little bit late. Or if you have to leave your car there and take the bus to work, come to work so you can make the money and then have money to go back and get your car fixed. But obviously, I sound like an old person. Go ahead, Tony. Well, 
Well, it's the same thing with this silly balloon yesterday, you know. It's like I could care less about this silly balloon, you know. Uh-huh. But you'd swear, you'd swear from all the talking heads where they say, Americans are concerned about this balloon floating across. No, we're not. You, uh, you know, anyone who wants to criticize the Biden administration is going to use it to their advantage. But us normal Americans could care less about the balloon. I agree with you 100%. Say the serenity prayer, handle what you can handle, and be responsible for that. I agree with you, Tony. So whether it's the national debt at $30 trillion or a Chinese balloon flying over Montana, <laughs> um, I'm just, don't, and listen, I'm just not a tech, aren't there about, a million satellites floating around in outer space. That's a good. That's ex, that's exactly the point, Mike. If the, the Chinese are gathering a lot more information from their satellites, as a, is the Americans gathering information with our satellites. And you know, it's just ridiculous. But I wanted yeah. to talk to you about something more interesting: uh, entertainment. Please. Have you seen any of the uh, Academy Award-winning nominations for Best Picture? You know, I haven't been to a theater except for Top Gun Maverick since the shutdown. And I'm not boycotting. I'm not avoiding. Um, You know, if it's 15 degrees below zero, I don't want to leave the Mexican street dog in the car while I go to a movie for two hours. Um, If it's 85 degrees, I'd rather be outside than sitting in a theater. So to be honest with you, Tony, I just don't know what movies have been nominated other than Top Gun. Um, So the answer to the question is no, I haven't seen them. Well, I think you'll, I think they're tonight. So uh, I did see one of them and it was actually on Showtime. And it was uh, uh, with Colin Farrell. Uh, and she's on, uh, I don't know, they live on an island off of uh, island off of Ireland. You should check it out. I think you you won't understand it. I'm going to ask Tony to hold on because I want to hear about this when we come back on the restaurant show. We got losers, chain smokers and booze. All right, let's go back to, God, I'm looking at stuff. I've got so much stuff that pops up that I want to talk about. Uh, Let's go back to Tony. So anyway, the movie stars Colin Farrell, and I didn't get it. Does he live on an island in the movie, or does he live on an island in real life? What's the name of the movie? Uh, It's called something like Banshees on the Ishmael, something like that. And he lived on an island with very few inhabitants off the coast of Ireland. And it's about, you won't understand it, Mike, but I enjoyed the movie. It's about (laughs) Colin Colin Farrell's best friend is probably a man close to 70 years old. And this man basically says to Colin, you're boring. And he's been his best friend forever. Don't talk to me anymore get out of my life, you know, and it's just about the way Colin Farrell reacts to it and the way his friend reacts to it. And basically you, you're, you're very much a people person. And I think you enjoy people. So you may not understand the point of view, 
but it's a good movie. You want to know something? I consider myself, yes, I make my living socially, but I consider myself to be very much an introvert uh, with my personal time. Um, I'm perfectly happy to sit at the house by myself, uh, watch a movie, read a book, spend time with the Mexican street dog. Uh, the movie is called The Banshees of, and I, there, I, there's no way I can pronounce this, In Ishuran. Um So, you know, but on your recommendation, but but it's still in the theaters. I got to go to the theaters, right? No, no, I no. It's um, you can find it for free on on several platforms. I found it for free on Showtime. Okay, because I'm just looking. It is not on Netflix. Um, His Banshees available streaming. Uh, HBO Max, Amazon, and Hulu. Okay, so. All right. All right. Thanks. I'll probably watch that. Yeah, check it out. I, because, to hear what you think about even it. though you said I probably won't get it. <laughs> That's okay, Tony. Well, you won't really. Yeah, I am uh, not. Listen, Tony, will. I am not one of the new millennium hypersensitive people. You can. Uh, there's plenty of things. Believe me, there's plenty of things that I don't get. Thanks, Tony, for the recommendation. I sure appreciate it. Let's go to Mark in Arvada. Wanted to get him in before the end of the show. Mark, welcome to the show. Happy Sunday. Uh, thanks, Mike. How are you today? I'm having a wonderful day. Thank you very much. How about you? Good, thank you. Going to be on my way to Brothers Barbecue. It's their 25th anniversary today with a dollar ribs, maximum 12. Brothers Barbecue. And now they've got a number of locations. Where are you going? I'm going, all I'm going to one in Lakewood. Is it all locations, do you know? Yeah, it's all locations. And it's dollar ribs, maximum 12. Correct. So in other words, you can get basically a rack of ribs for 12 bucks. That's like stealing. That's a great price. That's why I'm calling you. <laughs> well, bless your heart. Thank you. you know what a lot of people would say? I know about this, but I'm not telling anybody about it. I'm going to go there and get mine. So, uh, you know what? That's really very nice of you, Mark. I hope you enjoy those ribs. I will. I will. And then uh, yesterday, just give a shout out. We uh, were looking for someplace to have lunch. And so we ended up at Willis Case Golf Course. And I had a nice bowl of uh, green chili. And the girlfriend had some uh, chili reinos that she thought were good. And where was that? I'm sorry. Willis Case Golf Course in North Denver. Oh, okay, great. And the the view from the clubhouse is just wonderful of the front range. I know, I know exactly. It's right right there at uh, I-70 in Sheridan, right? Correct, yep, or Tennyson. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's really nice. Brothers Barbecue, come celebrate 25 years with us on uh, February 5th. One dollar pork ribs all day. All locations. You know what, Mark? You're a good man. I want you to go enjoy those ribs. I appreciate you listening to the show, and thank you so much for taking the time to call. Have a great day, okay? Likewise, you do the same. Bye-bye. What a nice way to end the day. Wasn't that special, Mark? 25th anniversary of Brothers Barbecue. I did did a special with Brothers Barbecue, you know what, probably 25 years ago. Over there on uh, the one at Leesdale in Monaco, I believe that that was maybe one of their first stores. But they do a good job. They took over the Denny's over there at uh, Arapahoe Road, 925. But their queue is very good. And if you can get ribs for a buck apiece, maximum 12 today, 
my guess is that they have been smoking all night to be ready. All right, folks. Well, listen, I want to thank you uh, for all of your suggestions for the driving trip I'm taking with Bailey uh, on out to see his mom, out to see my daughter Kaylee, uh, taking some stuff that she's had stored in the basement. Not sure exactly when I'm going to leave, but you have been absolutely fabulous with your suggestions, and I will keep you posted from the road here on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Check out my website at MikeBoyle.com. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Adios and bio con Dios. Go with God. It's a great rest of the day. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.